in Babylon's religious culture, statues were frequently worshipped, and Nebuchadnezzar hoped to then use this huge image, uh, nine feet high by nine feet wide, as a central strategy to unite the nation and to solidify his power by then centralizing worship. So we don't know if other Jews refused to fall down and worship the statue, but these three were singled out as public examples. And you might be wondering, but why didn't the three men just bow to the image and tell God they didn't mean it? But we see how they had determined never to worship another God. And they courageously took a stand for it and we see how they were then condemned and laid away to be executed. And what's interesting is that the men didn't know whether they would be delivered from the fire, from the blazing furnace. All they knew was that they would not fall down and worship an idol. So the three men were given one more chance and they had a million excuses they could have used to bow to the statue and save their lives. Man, we will fall down by not actually worship the idol they could have thought. Matter of fact, this is a foreign land. So God is going to excuse us for following the customs of the land. But we see that all these possible excuses uh, sound pretty sensible at first, but they are such grave rationalizations because to fall down and worship the image would then violate God's command in the book of Exodus 20 verses 3. Uh, Do not worship any other gods beside me. It would also then erase that testimony for, for God forever. And never again could they talk about the power of their God above all the gods in the land of Babylon. An interesting narrative in the book of Daniel 3 verses 12, 13 coming down to 16 and this was at a time that King Nebuchadnezzar had ordered Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to bow down and worship his God statue that he had set up and that if they refused to serve his gods or to bow down to this statue then he was going to throw them into a blazing furnace and man this is an interesting scene for me to imagine you know what I mean I'm looking at Shadrach Michigan and Abednego standing in front of a blazing furnace at an order that if they don't fall down to worship the God statue the king was going to throw them in that blazing furnace take a moment and just imagine that I, I, feel, I feel you need a second to just take in that moment. And you're going to have a lot of reasons to then appreciate the, the courage that these three men are displayed. So I really find their response to Kingdom Goodness very interesting. So Shadrach, 
Michigan a bet nigga reply to kidnap Kadnezer. Oh nap Kadnezer. We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. Wow. Interesting. He will rescue us from your power. Your majesty. But even if it doesn't, your majesty, you can be sure that we will never save your gods or worship the God statue you have set up. So now I take a moment and thinking, what, what is a mad big reason why Shadrach didn't decide to pull out from this defining moment? Or why didn't Meshach pull out and say, okay, I'm not proud of this. I'm out. You come here. I'm going to bow down to the statue. And I leave you to deal with Meshach and Abednego. Or why didn't a bed nigga hold out? Like, oh, King, I, I can't imagine being thrown in the fence. I got a family to take care of. I don't know about Michigan and, and, and Shadrach. But for me, I'm going to bow down to your statue, King. And maybe God is going to understand me because, man, I'm in a foreign land. What does he expect of me? So he's going to bear with me because I'm going to follow this custom. But interestingly, Shadrach, Meshach, and the bed nigga stood their ground corporately in one voice they tell the king we do not need to defend ourselves before you this was not Shadrach this was not Meshach alone this was not Abednego alone they stood up with one voice and told the king we're not gonna bow down to your God we're not gonna bow down to this God statue none of them are to pull out none of them are to hold out the same, we're doing this together, baddies. And that moment teaches me something. That moment should teach you and me something. How that faith needs a community to thrive. Of course, faith can thrive in isolation. But faith definitely needs a community to thrive. Makes me appreciate the scripture. Do not forsake the gathering of brethren. Do not forsake fellowship. Scripture equally says one can chase a thousand, but two can chase ten thousand. It then emphasizes the fact that maybe your faith to thrive should not stand in isolation. You need to find a community that is going to identify with your faith. Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego, their faith had found a community. They were able to identify with each other's belief in God. There was no inconsistency in the belief of Shadrach, in the belief of Meshach, in the belief of Abednego, that the very God that they were serving had the power to serve them from the power of King Nebuchadnezzar. Because if then there was a disparity, Somewhere in the scripture is going to be recorded that Meshach pulled out. The only reason why Meshach was going to pull out is because it was only on ground that his faith didn't find a community. His faith didn't find uh, a community where it was, it was identified. You know, so on this journey to serving God, it's just right that you find 
a community that identifies with your belief system. You have a community that has a unified belief system. And I promise you, this is the only way that we are going to effectively and efficiently save God and push the kingdom agenda forward. But if our faith, our belief system is then going to stand in isolation, the enemy might as well just capitalize on that. So maybe you need to find a community that's going to identify with your belief that God can hear. You need to find a community that can identify with your belief that God can provide. You need to find a community that's going to identify with your belief that God can raise the dead. And I promise you, once our Christian work is identified with, with a community that has the like belief system, that has a unified faith orientation, that has, that has a unified cultural orientation, I feel this is the only way that we are going to make a difference and we're going to change the world. Because a unified faith is such a strong force. It's such an unstoppable force. And this is exactly what the enemy has been trying to fight for years now. He wants believers to stand in isolation because he knows that one can only chase a thousand. But he knows that if Three can come together and believe that there's a God that can change the city. If, if four can come together with a unified belief system that God can heal the sick, with a unified belief system that God can raise the dead, I promise you this world is going to be a different place. The very reason why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could stand in front of a blazing furnace and still look up to the king and tell him, Oh, king, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to serve us. That was only possible because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had unified their belief system. They believed in one absolute thing. And that's how come they were able to give such a bold reply to kidnap Nebuchadnezzar at the time that he ordered them to bow down to the statue or not they were going to be thrown in the fence so have you found a community that complements your faith have you found a community that complements your belief system if you haven't it's about time that you ask God to connect you to the right network that is going to appreciate and unify your belief system. For a second, I'm looking at the fairness experience, husband and wife. And these are two people that have not unified their belief system. These are two people. The picture I'm going to give is a picture of two people that have not unified their faith orientation, their belief system, and their trust in God. So, the husband and the wife in front of a fantasy and they asked, if you bow down to this statue, we're not going to throw you in the fence. So, independently, the wife is like, no, I'm not bowing down to this statue. 
I got kids to take care of. I got a career to build. So God is gonna understand. Another side, the husband says, nah, I can't worship any other God apart from the God that raised me from the dust and has put me where I am today. So if it be, throw me in the furnace. I'm not, I'm not gonna bow down to the statue. So this is a perfect picture of two people that actually live together but have not unified their belief system. So it's very possible to to actually feel part of a community, especially a Christian community, without actually unifying your belief system. And this is one reason why the the Islamic movement is such a strong force. Because this community then believes in one absolute thing. They they have they have unified their belief system. They have unified their their religious orientation. And I can imagine how this world can be a better place if believers find a community, a community such as Shadrick, Michigan, and Abednego, with a unified belief system, with a unified faith orientation. I promise you, we are going to change the world and we're going to make a difference. So there's all a lot to learn from, from this narrative of Shadrach, Michigan, the Bethany. But one thing that stands out is how none of them pulled out at this moment, at this life-threatening moment. Meshach didn't pull out. Shadrach didn't pull out. Abednego didn't pull out. They courageously took their stand and said, we are now going to bow down to this idol because we believe in one God and we know that this very God that we've served is going to serve us. Y'all need to find a community as such. Y'all need to find a family that is going to share in your belief system. If you believe that there's a God that can heal, I promise you, go find a community that shares in that belief system and see how you're gonna turn the world upside down. If you have the belief that God provides, go find a community that shares in that belief system and now see how heaven opens its gates and pours out its blessing. And now you're gonna live in the bandits. You don't want your faith to stand in isolation, but you want to find a community. You want to find a family. You want to find a network that shares in your belief orientation. You want to find a network that shares in your belief system. And I promise you, I feel like this is almost like a recipe to change the world. I feel like this is this is a prescription to healing this broken world. All we need is to come together and unify our belief system, unify our, our opinions, unify our differences, unify our, our perspectives, and just identify with each other's faith orientation. And I promise you, we are gonna change the world.
Friendships make life enjoyable and difficult times quite bearable. Friendships are tested and strengthened by hardships, hard times. And we see how that was the relationship between the three young Jewish men who were deported to Babylon along with, with Daniel, the servant of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, of course, help us think about the real meaning of friendship. As such, these three friends met to each other. They absolutely never allowed their friendship to accept God's place in their lives, not even in the face of death. Together, they silently defiled King Nebuchadnezzar's order to fall down and worship his God statue. They shared a courageous act. This was a moment of truth. Death was about to end their friendship and a small compromise would have allowed them to live and go on enjoying each other, serving God and serving the people who are in the foreign land but they were wise enough to see that compromise would have poisoned the very conviction that bound them so closely. Each had a high allegiance to God, so they did not hesitate to place their lives in the hands of God. And we see how the rest was victory. So thank you for taking your time to just listen to this episode. I really appreciate it. And I pray and I hope that you found this episode informative, restorative, and liberating. And it's my prayer that you're going to find a friend, find a brother and a sister that you're going to share this episode with. And I strongly believe that together we are going to build a community of believers. And if you've not subscribed to the I Believe podcast, please subscribe and rate the podcast. God richly bless you.